a weekly podcast talking about high school and college sports right here in Central Illinois. I'll discuss what I saw in the past week, what's coming up on Channel 1450, and what we're looking forward to. Episode 20 is here, and this fall we get the opportunity to chat with Ole Miss senior left guard and Sacred Heart Griffin graduate Nick Broker about all things football thanks to Andrew Harvey, your local country financial agent, who hooked us up with the NIL deal for Nick. It's called Six Minutes with Sauce. It happens on this podcast every other week. Let's get to it. Here is Nick. Welcome back to another edition of Six Minutes with Sauce. It's where we talk to Nick Broker from Ole Miss. Thanks to Andrew Harvey of Country Financial. Nick, it's been a couple weeks since we talked, and uh, I want to start here. It, it was Halloween a couple weeks ago, or a week ago. What did you dress up as for Halloween? Uh, what is a uh, shark with my girlfriend with like a little matching outfit, yeah. That's very cute, huh? Yeah, it was good. It was good. How do you find a shark costume that fits uh, an SEC lineman? Oh, it was not very easy. We kind of had a... You know, I'll do some find find a few options and see which one had the biggest sizes. That's perfect. <laughs> um, so, with the bye week happening last weekend, what did you kind of get a chance to do besides kind of recharge the batteries? Yeah, like you said, it was nice to kind of sleep in and um, things like that. Kind of just take care of myself. But I mean, for the most part, just uh, uh, just hung out and you know, went up to see John Rice's game against Memphis. That was good. Yeah, how cool is that to be able to connect with, you know, somebody who you came pretty close with? Yeah, it was awesome. I hadn't seen him since he transferred, and uh, it was just really cool to see him, see his family. With the schedules that you guys live, how often do you guys really get to, you know, kind of talk and catch up? We get to talk pretty good bit, like on the phone and text, things like that, FaceTime, but uh, as far as like seeing him, that's pretty difficult. What's it like being a spectator instead of being a player? It was, it was really odd to watch the game from the stands. I can't remember the last time I honestly did that. So uh, it was really fun, though. It was unique. Um, so now with the chance to get a bye, what, uh, how's, the, how's the body feeling in terms of, you know, really a bye week? Really you you want to have this, you want to have this like halfway through the season, and that's kind of where it lands. Yeah, I mean, we got pretty fortunate, you know, where we said we got a good chance to kind of get all, some good games in and kind of learn everybody and get familiar and um, kind of get on a little bit of a roll there. and um, The bye week was great to kind of get recovery back and get my legs going right for this week. And you, like you said, you kind of get a chance to sleep in a little bit. How does how does the schedule change during a bye week when you know, okay, we still have 13 days until a game, but that game is a pretty big one? Yeah, I mean, like you said, it's a really big one coming up, so we were able to you know kind of get ahead, but also get some good work in and kind of focus ourselves and get better. So it was really good all in all. I want to go back to five years ago, say from today. Um, if you were to say, "Hey, Nick, in five years you'll be getting ready to play Alabama in a primetime game," um, would you have believed me? Um, oh, that's tough. I mean, I always had to get pretty good confidence in my abilities, honestly. But um, in a way, I kind of expected things like this. But also at the same time, you know, in a way, I probably would have said no. Um, so. Uh, you know, it's been really cool to have this experience. So. Right, and like you said, there, there's no doubt that you had the ability, and like you said, you definitely put the work in. Um, but this is it, man. This is your senior year. To have a chance, you know, these these are the games that you come back for, are they not? Yeah, no, exactly. I mean, you want to be in moments like this. This is, like, why you come. This is full like Ole Miss. I mean, we're playing prime time against the Alabama Crimson Tide. Um, they're obviously a really good team. They are every year, so just want to. Coming off of the week that they did with the the game that they had, um, 
what are your thoughts on that? How does that kind of prepare you guys? But also, you know, coming them coming off a loss is not fun to play. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's pretty unique to play them off a loss, honestly. Uh, not many teams do that. <laughs> but, uh, you know, LSU's an awesome team. I mean, they beat us, and Tennessee's got a really good team, too. And those were both really tough away games. If you think about it from the standpoint, you know, games that are that close, I mean, you think two plays against Tennessee, two plays against LSU, we're talking about 9-0, to and maybe the number one team in the country. So, um, you know, they're obviously loaded with talent, so... Um, they're really disciplined, and you know, that's just kind of Coach Saban's thing, so we know we're, we're going to have a really good team coming in. Right, and like you said, LSU's no slouch either. As you guys saw, does that kind of validate things for you guys that says, hey, you know, that was our one loss, we can't have another one? Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, it's pretty unfortunate. We lost a big rivalry game for us, but um, they're a really good team too. Mentally, how do you prepare for this game, knowing, like you said, you have to be disciplined and, and there is no plays off in this one? I think that's kind of like the main thing is um, being really locked in with not just, you know, um, the plays, but also like your technique and your footwork and understanding what's, you know, going on and kind of staying locked in with kind of the ebbs and flows of the game. You being on the offensive line, um, you're obviously on the sidelines when Alabama's offense is out there. Do you allow yourself a chance to kind of just watch a guy like Bryce Young and say that's that's a, a pretty special talent in terms of what what he puts on the field? Yeah, I mean, Bryce Young's, I mean, he's the reigning Heisman winner. You know, he's, he's a really good player. And, you know, since I've been here, Alabama's had some really good quarterbacks. Tua, Mack, and now Bryce. Uh, you know, Bryce is really special, like you said. He can really make all the throws. He's got really good feel for the pocket, so uh, he does a great job. Can you feel the energy in your locker room knowing, I mean, at this point, if you guys want a chance at the playoff, this is a must-win? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. There's a lot more urgency and kind of like you said, just kind of like a sense in the locker room. As we look at this now, that's six minutes, so I'll wrap up with this. Um, we won't talk to you next week, and that's probably leading into the final Leonard Bowl for sure when Rochester plays SHG in the semifinal again. When you talk about how difficult it is to win in the playoffs, um, the fact that these two will likely be playing in a semifinal again, I mean, what does that just say about, about Ken Leonard and Derek Leonard? Uh, I mean, first things first, they both got to win this weekend. So, I, mean, I think that's step one. But uh, jokes aside, like you said, I mean, those are two premier programs in the state. And um, they both do such a great job of, you know, leading the team, but also just making everybody better around them. You know, not just better football players, but better men. And I think that kind of speaks more volumes to them as high school football coaches than anything. Awesome. Thanks, man. I appreciate your time. Good luck this weekend. Thank you, Tom. I appreciate it. Thanks to Nick for his time and to Andrew Harvey of Country Financial for his sponsorship of Six Minutes with Sauce. Now, on this podcast, I talk about what I saw in the past week and what's coming up on Channel 1450. It was a very busy week last week, last Friday. Hopped in the green machine and headed north to Hoffman Estates for state soccer with the Glenwood Titans. Glenwood plays Grays Lake Central and finds a way to score a goal and then hold on. Miles Calderon gets it done. Grays Lake was an excellent team, and the Titans simply played a better game that day. Glenwood advances to the state championship on Saturday, so I stayed up in the area at a hotel in preparation for Saturday's 2A state championship. Meanwhile, back in central Illinois, big-time volleyball on Friday night. Plains loses a heartbreaker to IVC, but Lutheran High gets it done against the defending 1A state champions from St. Thomas More. Crusaders head back to state for the second straight season. 
And then Taylorville pulls off the upset in Chatham and beats Normal U-High. More on that one in a minute with our guest this week. On Saturday, Leanna got state cross country in a muddy mess. And then Athens gave St. T a good fight but couldn't quite keep up in 2A. Moroa gets it done easily against Farmington. Williamsville holds on against Eureka. Rochester rolls against Breeze. And the Cyclones, safe to say they had some fun in Waterloo. They're able to score enough in the second half to escape the win and return home and refocus. Regardless of the made-up news stories that Channel 20 posts or the fact that Ken Leonard had the flu, the Cyclones are into the Elite Eight and will host Murfreesboro on Saturday. Meanwhile, in Chicago, the weather was absolutely awful on Saturday. The venue was terrible, and still, the Titans find a way to keep it a tie ball game at the half and in the end, couldn't quite match Peoria Notre Dame. A second place finish for Glenwood Soccer is nothing to be ashamed of. It was a great group of guys, and there's plenty coming back for Coach Frankie next year. This week, Simply has been prep for a busy week of quarterfinal football and state volleyball. Friday, we will have Lutheran at 10.30 at state and Taylorville at 5.30 at state. If either or both win, we will have a team playing for a state championship at Redbird Arena in Normal on Saturday. Lehigh would play at 10.30 on Saturday for the state title. Taylorville would play at 5.30 for the state title if they win on Friday. What's on the website this week? A meet the line with every quarterfinal football team we have left. Olympia, Williamsville, SHE, Rochester, MRO, Forsyth. We also have a Lutheran High Volleyball Fun Preview and a serious Taylorville Volleyball Preview. We have Glenwood Soccer's All Access from State last week. And yes, the camera did break. So we're working to get Lutheran an All Access camera this weekend. Sorry, Taylorville, we don't have another one to give you. We're working on getting those resources handled. Tons of signings happening on Wednesday. So make sure you check out all those interviews. This Friday is Veterans Day. From the bottom of my heart, thank you to every veteran for your service and sacrifice. We will have a short piece on the website about that as well on Friday. On Saturday, we will have volleyball if either team is playing for a state title. Rochester football heads to Carterville, so Robert is going down there riding with the radio crew, Steve, Chris, and Kirker. Robert Hahn is headed to Rock Ridge to see if Moroa can punch their ticket to the 2A semifinals. And Leanna will probably be at Stanford for the Sagamo Showdown between Williamsville and Olympia in 3A. I'm planning on getting two volleyball state championships along with SHE football at 2 p.m. against Murfreesboro. Next week, girls basketball games get started. So we'll have highlights on Tuesday of Rochester at Lincoln. Big time girls basketball showdown early in the season with D1 signee Kaylin Reed at Lincoln to face off against one of the top recruits in the state in Chloe Froby. I am headed to Indianapolis next week for the Kansas vs. Duke men's basketball game. A nice little two-day vacation with my wife, but when I come back, it's full-on Leonard Bowl prep for likely the semifinal showdown on Friday. That's all I got this week. Let's get to this week's guest, Taylorville Volleyball head coach, Kim Peabody. I'd like to welcome in Coach Peabody to the podcast this week because it's a historic week for Taylorville Volleyball, but I want to go back a little bit farther than that. Um, when I asked you for the interview, uh, it goes back a few years with us because I remember covering you at Edinburgh yeah. um, when you won the first regional there and just how exciting, how, you know, how historic that is for a program like that. Um, so I want to start there. What, when you started coaching volleyball, what kind of was your, what was your path? When, when did you start and how did that come about? Oh, well, I, um, well, I played at Lincoln Land and then, um, when I got my first teaching job over at Auburn, um, I coached under Janine Lusico, who coaches at Staunton and runs a really good program. So she was a very good mentor. Um, and then I went over and was assistant coach at Edinburgh, and then I, after two years, got the head coaching job over there. 
So you started coaching volleyball right out of yep. playing volleyball at Lincoln Land. Yeah, well, I went to Eastern for two years, and I okay. did not coach then. I just played intramurals. But um, as soon as I got out of East, out of Eastern, out of college, I was coaching. And what was the draw? What made you just wanted to still be a part of volleyball? Well, I honestly, you know, it's funny. Whenever you're trying to get a job, you know, you just coach whatever they have open. Yeah. So I actually coached junior high cheerleading and um, freshman volleyball at first, and um, I always knew I wanted to coach volleyball or softball, but I preferred volleyball, so when they had an opening, it was a good fit. What was the transition like for you, going from playing to coaching? I mean, what what was kind of the biggest challenge there? What did you kind of not see coming that you had to really like adapt to? Well, I don't know. I just think that I take losses way harder as a coach than I ever did as a player. Okay. You know, if you go out there and you're a player and you're like, yeah, I had a good game, I played well, you know, you're upset you lost, but when you're the coach, you know, it's just like, okay, what do I need to change? Why did we not perform well? So I think that was just the biggest adjustment, you know, trying to trying to go from the player side to the coaching side at what I could do better for all the players to, to make them perform better. And did you feel that, like, from yourself or did you feel that, like, from the players? I think just for myself. I don't yeah. think the players ever made me feel like that. <laughs> um, at what point? Maybe the parents. You but. talked about being a, an assistant coach. What? Um, how? What's the transition like from being an assistant to a head coach? Oh, wow, there's so much more work when you're the head coach. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think just you know you're making all the calls when you're the head coach, and then you're also you know kind of telling your assistant coaches now you're in charge, you know, what you want them to do. So, you know, just, you know, being in charge of the whole program, it's, it's just a lot more work, but, um, and just like, there's so much behind the scenes stuff too. Like, you know, you're constantly nominating players for all-star games yeah. and all state and there's just always something to do. So I guess that was the biggest difference between assistant and head coach dealing with annoying reporters that <laughs> yeah. yeah then you have to do the interviews <laughs> I can't pass them off to somebody else <laughs> um what what year did you take over at Edinburgh I think 2008-2009 is that correct yeah is that right yeah 2008-2009 and taking over a program like that at a small school you're 1A um you know, what did you kind of set as your expectations or goals? Like, as a head coach, not necessarily for your program, but for you, like, what did you kind of see? Well, you know, one of the big reasons I took the job was because I had sisters playing there. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it was good for me to connect with them. They wanted me to coach, so... And honestly, it was a good place to start because I looked back and I was like, I was such a bad coach then. <laughs> I didn't even know what I was doing. <laughs> it was good to start, you know, on a smaller scale uh, for 1A. And when you do that, like you said, it's you kind of are figuring things out as a coach. Oh, yes. uh, at what point did you kind of feel comfortable there and say, you know, I, okay, I feel like I have this program like where I want it to be? Well, I think the biggest thing for me is just getting involved in the junior high program. Yeah. Because it's so hard when you, you know, wait till they're older and you're trying, they're trying to learn your system, and you know, it was so e so much easier for me to. I get get involved in junior high for them to buy into you know what I was telling them and what and training them the way I wanted them to be trained for high school. Right. I talk with Denise Defour about that all the time, and you know you see what she does at the middle school level, and um, obviously that speaks for their success. Um, but at the same time, like 
do you feel like it's easier to coach that younger age and, and like you said then you then they know what to expect from you yeah I feel like I do a lot of my real coaching at yeah. junior high level yeah. like that's when they're really developing and learning and you know it's more like X's and O's when you get to the varsity level yeah. you know they know you know they have the skills down um, at the varsity level so yeah I feel like I always do my real coaching in the junior high and what at what age do they start like playing club because I feel like now that's yeah, more of a thing a than it thing. is like um i feel like a lot of them are starting like in seventh grade okay. now playing yeah. club so about the same time that you're trying to figure out like okay yeah you got to know the system and figure it out and right i got you yeah and i mean club definitely is helps and i like for them to hear some you know learn from other people other coaches and hear something a different way hear another voice so yeah. you know i like that they play club but honestly i just tell them i want them to i would prefer them to be multi-sport athletes so yeah. I would I would rather them you know go play another sport, but if they're if the ones that are like I know I'm not playing basketball or softball, then I'm like okay please play club. Yeah, yeah, for <laughs> Keep sure. Keep yourself active. Uh huh. And so when you're at Edinburgh, how long did it take before you win a regional? It was my fifth year. Yeah. And that was my final year coaching there. Yeah. Yeah. So that was uh, and that was their first regional in school history. So yeah, it was about it was five years. Do you remember the teams you played in that regional? Sorry, we beat Nokomis in the championship. Yeah. I don't remember who we played before that. We and what route for the sectional? You played route or you beat? Yeah. We beat route, Jacksonville route for the sectional the, championship. Gotcha. And when you do that at a program like that, and like you said, five years in, um, what is the feeling just knowing, you know, winning a regional, so many programs would take that because, I mean, yeah. it's, it's huge. Yeah, I mean, and it was... You know the girls wanted it so badly, and like I had, you know, I had two sisters on the team, so it was just, it was just so memorable. And the students, you know, the community, it brought the community together, and everybody was, you know, out to go to all the games, and it was, it was a really fun ride. And those were the craziest games too. Like, it was no easy wins. Everyone was yeah. three sets and <laughs> come from behind, and you know, it was, it was were good times. <laughs> so looking back at that, this week, knowing you're going to state. I mean, how far of a jump is that to just the difference in not only programs, but also just how far it is from winning a regional to going to state? Yeah, and I, it's just, I think it's so difficult to make it to the state tournament in it high is. school. Yeah. You know, honestly, I never, I don't, I never really expected to do that in my coaching career. And, you know, not that we weren't going to give our best shot and we had really good teams, but, you know, it's hard. And when you go up against like UHI or, you know, the number one team in the state it's just it's just a little bit crazy I don't know yeah and has that kind of sunk in for you yet this week it's starting to you know I was thinking about this like I feel like my emotions were like I disbelief at first like I can't believe this is happening yeah. and then we were like so happy celebrating and now we're like okay you guys like let's just not be happy with just going like right. if we're gonna be there like let's bring home a state title so now we're kind of super focused on playing this weekend and want to win our last two games of the se of the season because you feel like okay made it to state like you said that's an awesome accomplishment and um that's going to be historic no matter what right but like you said all you got to do is win two more games and it is a whole nother level that i don't think kids even really think about at this point right and it's like who knows if we'll ever get back there we hope right. we do but you know we have this opportunity so you know let's let's go over there and compete and and bring them a championship and you know, I think these girls are capable. To be one of four teams practicing this week, um, d does that kind of sink in when you say, you know, usually 
at this point in the year, you're getting ready for your banquet, or you know, <laughs> yeah. you're you're thinking about okay, we're gonna watch state this week and see, you know, who won because it's cool. Right. Yeah. No. Usually, yeah. This week, I'm like, okay, I got some downtime before I start junior high volleyball, and um, but yeah, I, I we like it. Like, we're not ready for the season to be over, so you know, we're happy we're still in the gym practicing. Last year, you have a super sectional here. You guys are playing in the super sectional here. Um, to have that opportunity to play a super sectional at home is Were you here for awesome. that game? No, I wasn't. Oh, it no. was like, that has been like the best environment. Yeah. Like Chatham was great. Like we, it actually worked in our favor that half their bleachers were broken, I think, right. because we were all over there. But to be in our own gym, I it was so packed and just that atmosphere was, it was really nice. Well, I've been in a lot of gyms and there's not many that bring the atmosphere like you guys. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's special. It is. It's, yeah, great coaching gym. Not always the best practice gym, but, yeah, when you have a big crowd and it's loud in there. And yeah. Yeah, that was, that was probably my most memorable game so far. Hopefully the state tournament will be more. But Right, right. And so after losing the super sectional last year to that team, mm-hmm. um, what was the attitude of the girls? Did they feel like this was awesome we got here, or did they feel like, hey, we can get back here? Yeah, I think a little bit of both, but, you know, they, you know, we had a tough um, game. That Hernandez girl was just so good. But then they were like, okay, hey, you know, we lost 24-26, like 22-25. I can't remember exactly the scores, but they were close. Mm -hmm. And they're like, you know, if we can play that well against that team and get that far, you know, why can't we go all the way next year, meaning this year? So they knew, they knew that they could do it. And like we just talked about, I mean, winning a regional is an accomplishment, but once you get to a super sectional, I feel like not only the girls' attitude, but the program's attitude is different. Like, you just not necessarily expect it, but it's like, okay, we know how to do it. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that um, was good for us because just we had that experience last year, so I didn't feel like they, I didn't feel like they came out nervous at all in the super sectional. Yeah. They loved having the big crowd and all the attention, honestly. Um, going into this season... I mean, did, did you talk about goals at the beginning of the year? Do you talk about, like, okay, here's what we want to accomplish? Um, you know, we just – we kind of had a rough start. I don't know if – I don't know if I want to say rough. We just – we couldn't find our groove for a little while. And it's like we almost had to, like, hit bottom. Like, we had Lincoln at home, and we lost 25-11, 25-12. I can't remember the last time I lost a game that badly. Yeah. And I think that was, like, a wake-up call. Like, And we said, you know, you guys, you guys could go all the way to the state tournament – or you could lose a regional championship. That's where we're at right now. We we've got to get more consistent. So, um, do you think that was? I mean, you lose a couple girls that are playing at the college level. That that. Yeah, definitely. And like Sophie Mazier, our setter, she was a DS last year. So I think it just took her a while. You know, now she's she's running our off, and she's our we're running a five one with her setting. And I think it just took her a while, you know, to get into that role and get comfortable. And even Elle, who's our big hitter. She only played front row, so she didn't have to worry about serve receive passing last year. Well, now I put her in all six rotations. Mm-hmm. So even though we had some returning starters, they were in new roles. So I think it just took them a little while. And when you see those pieces as a coach and you're like, okay, like we lost what we did, but I see what it is. Did you see like, okay, we just have to figure out the chemistry of it and I know we can do it again. Yeah, definitely. Because like we lot, we did, we graduated last year three seniors who had played one since their freshman year on varsity and the other two since their sophomore year. So, you know, I knew it was going to take a little bit, but, um, and they were great players, but I knew I still had good players that could get the job done. And like you said, being involved at the junior high level, did you know, like, 
what freshmen are having impact or I mean just in the program in general like not necessarily even the starters but the people you're practicing against as well yeah um yeah, I think definitely being junior high, you know, I can see which girls, okay, this girl might fit well with, you know, next year with these girls and like Robin Odubison starting for us as a freshman, she's six foot and, you know, we just, we needed her her height and her athleticism. Mm-hmm. Um, so like you said, you you play Lincoln and it's that situation. I think I was here for the Rochester one. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> and like you said, you started slow. At what point did you see a turning point with the girls I really felt like it was after that Lincoln game that at home you know not that we won everything but it was just something something hit like they did not like that they're like this is not Taylorville volleyball this is not who we are and and they just started you know we went back over to Lincoln and we ended up losing in three sets but just had a really great match against them uh, later in the season and then after that it was just we just started rolling after that and as a coach how proud are you like to see the girls just kind of make that attitude change where it's like you know they know that they can do it it's just a matter of figuring that out yeah yeah I mean very proud obviously um I know they were sick of listening to us you know always (laughs) telling them you know like we know you have potential figure it out and you know, I just think, like, the seniors, they keep saying, like, we're not ready to be done, you know, and, yeah. and they all like each other. So the younger girls want to play for them, you know. They want to play That's for each other. That's not always the case. That is not always the case. Teams. Yeah. Um, and you guys play in the Apollo Conference. I mean, mm-hmm. leaving the CSA, the the conversation was, okay, you know, they don't think that they can compete with those big schools and those sports. Um, but if you look at volleyball, I don't think that that's the case because you talk about Mount Zion's always been a sectional. Yeah. Muhammad's always been – Lincoln is obviously very good. Um, what did you feel like your schedule was like this year? Um, I think I think we had a t- we always have a tough schedule. You know, we play over at Mount Pulaski. We play in the Riverton Tournament, two really tough tournaments. And then Muhammad and Lincoln were so good. Um, so, I, yeah, I think we were playing the level of competition we needed to. And like I tell the girls, I'm like – you know, just the whole season's like one big practice to get you prepared for postseason. So yeah. I think, you know, our schedule was good, was tough enough to get us prepared for where we are now. Um, what are your thoughts on the Apollo Conference and, and Taylorville being in the Apollo? Um, I mean, like, I think that I always felt like the Central State 8, like, was top heavy, but then there were some teams at the bottom, like, you knew you kind of were going to show up and win. Yeah. I feel like the Apollo is kind of like a fight every night. Yeah. Um, I mean, we had a couple teams down this year, but that's not always the case. Um, so I like the competition, but I don't love the travel. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You know, but you know what? I all, I guess it kind of paid off for us because they put us south. So right. we were going, you know, an hour and a half to Jerseyville and Centralia for postseason games, and we're kind of used to that. That's like a weeknight conference game for us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, yeah, I kind of wanted to touch on that too, just – the path that you guys had in the postseason, obviously you play who you play and it, you don't have control over that. Um, but like you said, you're kind of building for the getting to state. And so winning a regional this year, did you feel like you guys were playing the best that you could and it, you could see that kind of building? Um, yeah, definitely. I, that Waterloo game that we played in the regional championship was one of our best games of the season. And, and that, you know, the girls just carried that momentum into the sectional um, and then we had to play Muscuta, which, you know, they were tough. Yeah. They were really good. That was that was a good win for us. They were a really good, really good team. And so going into the Super Sectional on Friday, um, 
Well, first, I want to talk about playing three games in five days. <laughs> Thank you, IHSA. Um, I know. How tough is that, like, in the postseason? When, I mean, you're, yes, volleyball girls play tournaments and they play weekends and all that stuff, but at this level, for what was on the line last week, how tough is that to play three games? Yeah, it was really tough, and like we said, talked about, you know, it wasn't like we were taking a 30-minute drive to go play. We had an hour and a half on the road, and then you win, and then, you know, you're there in the gym hanging out, taking pictures for a while, so we were getting home late, and, you know, we were tired, but I don't know. The girls, they just, they wanted to play. I, they weren't intimidated by you. High, They knew, like, obviously we knew they were really, really good, and we were going to have to put up, you know, a really good fight and have one of our best games, but, um, you know, they... Being tired at all and everything, they, they showed up to play. Now, the next day, I think they pretty much slept the whole day. <laughs> we took Saturday and Sunday off. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, at this situation, you know you have a, next, a whole week to practice. So what, as a coach, do you kind of work on this week knowing, I mean, we just, we just want, we're going to stay. Yeah. Yeah, we, um, you know, we're practicing, but we're having shorter practices because we don't, you know, we're to the point where we don't need really long practices. Um just getting some reps in and um, there's so much you know so much going on like every minute I feel like somebody else is like hey we want to feed you dinner tonight or we want to do this or that so we're just you know taking it all in and still getting in the gym and hopefully we can get everybody healthy for this weekend and so to kind of round it back to the conversation we started with um, as a coach of a team that's going to state history made in Taylorville um, what coaching wise what philosophies do you have now that maybe you wish that you saw when you were at Edinburgh, or how have you kind of adapted as a coach? Oh gosh, I don't know. Let me think about that one. (laughs) (laughs) How do you feel like you coach differently now? Well, I just feel like I'm so more, I have so much more knowledge of the game. Mm -hmm. And just like going to so many coaching clinics, and we went to Purdue camp uh, so many years over the summer, and. I uh, became good friends with Brad McCarter, who coaches uh, West Lafayette Catholic School in Indiana. And he's been a very good mentor. I've just learned so much from him. So I think I'm just more confident. I think I'm confident in um, coaching and, you know, my coaching during the game and who I'm subbing in and who I'm subbing out and who I'm letting stay in the game and serve when everybody else thinks I'm crazy. You know, just, you know, just confidence, I think. Yeah. How much do you feel like a coach affects a volleyball match when you're during the actual match like practice is one thing but during the actual match how much do you feel like you can really change anything well I don't know that's tough um I feel like you know volleyball is just such a momentum game so you know just controlling when you use your timeouts yeah. Yeah. <laughs> is a big thing and you know just trying to keep the kids you know focused but at that point you know it's pretty much on them during yeah. the game situation to make the plays and and when when Uhi gets to twenty four points and you're almost <laughs> there, um, it all comes down to just kind of the girls believing. And how much did you kind of see that with them? You know they they believe they didn't give up. You know we talked about it's just one point at a time, just one point at a time. So you know they just stayed focused and. I don't know how we pulled that second set out, but we did. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, so like you said, everyone's bugging you about this week and doing stuff and getting meals and all this stuff. Um, But what do you feel from the community and from the school in terms of 
getting this accomplished and how ex and how much will Taylorville kind of embrace you guys as you go up to normal on Friday? I mean, we've had great support, and if you haven't watched our pep rally from yesterday, you need to watch it. Okay. Because Coach Lee Matier got the microphone. Oh, he's good at pep rallies. Oh, my gosh, <laughs> yeah, and he got those kids so fired up. It was so funny. The rest of the day, kids were coming up to me at school and being like, hey, where's that link to get tickets? So I yeah. just think that, you know, we had a great pep rally. You know, he... He went on, you know, a rant about being the only public school left in 3A and that we're the people's choice. Yes, and yeah. it was a very good speech. But anyways, um, I think he really got them rallied up and I think we're going to have a good crowd. And so for you, what will you enjoy the most about this weekend? Will you allow yourself to say as a coach, you you made it to state like that's that's a pretty big accomplishment. Yeah, I just going to, you know, everybody's like, you know, go so fast, just try to take it all in and enjoy it. You know, I'm going to enjoy it. But again, like I said, I, I want the girls to go over there and compete. You know, I want us to stay focused and keep doing what we've been doing this postseason. Awesome. Thanks for your time. Thanks. Thanks to Coach Peabody for her time. That was an excellent conversation, and I wish them nothing but the best of luck. That's all I got this week. Thanks for listening. I'll see you next week. <laughs>